This episode is brought to you by Classical Conversations. To find out more, please visit classicalconversations.com. CrossPolitik begins in three, two, one. University of Iowa doesn't want your face. You uh, said university in the beginning, right? Yeah, I did. Yeah, <laughs> Rashida Tlaib, blackface recognizes blackface. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Amber Geiger gets the gospel, man. Amber Geiger. Geiger. Yeah. I had a G there. Uh-huh. And Tim Bailey on church reform. Not not reform church. Like church I, reform. Yeah, yeah. Hey, y'all. Welcome to Cross Politic on the Fight, Laugh, Feast Network. Pastor Toby, Chuck hey. Knox, Waterboy. Good to be with you guys. We got a lot packed in the show. Make <laughs> sure you stick around for the third segment where we're going to get into the whole Botham James trial and everything that came down this, this Amy, past week. Amy Geiger. Amy Geiger. The hug that was seen yeah. around the world. <laughs> yeah, really. Right? Yeah, yeah really. Yeah. Uh, Catnip uh, for the social uh, justice warriors. Uh, uh, well, yeah. man, I, that was <laughs> yeah, everywhere. Yeah, I mean, yeah. everybody yeah. had allergies yeah. Yeah. that it, evening. It was beautiful. <laughs> it was beautiful. glorious. We're going to be Reform Con October 24th through the 26th. That's coming up. That's coming up. It's getting yeah. close. I'm ready. I'm already ready for some warm weather, too. <laughs> Phoenix. <laughs> we also are going to be at Trinity Church. Hey, man, I fixed I fix the link for you. Hang on here. My, my, my slides Look at that. Yeah, look at that. I fixed the link for you. Thank oh, you. Oh, it's yeah. like three weeks a I'm month. I'm so happy. All you got to do is go to the homepage, trinitykirk.org. Scroll down a little bit. This is in Seattle. And so, November 1st and 2nd. Pastor Toby speaking, Dave Hatcher speaking, I'm speaking. We're doing a live show. That's right. Uh, and then there's a couple other events that are, I think, going to be swirling around. Do we around, have a special so. guest that's showing up there yet? Um, yes. I'm finalizing details, Finalize. hopefully, this week. Oh. Yeah, so I can't quite announce that yet. What's that What's that, What's that? that on? Uh, Christ right. is king over politics. So uh, Christ over politics is, yeah. the, nice. is the conference topic. Lastly, uh, oop, went too fast. We're going to be a G3. We're going to be doing a live <laughs> show with actually Rachel Jankovic and Ali Stuckey. So that's that, that's, that's confirmed. Uh, we just got to make sure the details work out with the schedule. Yeah. And then we got a secret weapon that we're finalizing for another live show. I hope they Worship get in a lot is of warfare. Trouble, yeah. yeah, we're going to get in a lot of trouble. We're excited about G3. Make sure you guys sign up. That's, That's what in we January. Do. Get into trouble. <laughs> yeah. Go Start some fire. Go places. Yeah. Oh, no quarter November's coming up. Yes, oh. it is. Yeah, we need, we'll talk oh. more about we that. We need one of those. Yeah. Also, we need Doug to give us an outline. <laughs> since, we got, uh, since we got Pastor Tim Bailey coming on second yeah. segment, um, we actually have a free copy of his new book, Church yes. Reformed, to give away. You can't have mine. This copy, right? You can here. have that one right we're, there. We're sending this the one. The right holding. Yep. Um, so beginning right now, as you're hearing this or watching this, mm-hmm. whenever that is, um, until next Friday. Uh-huh. Uh, but that would be the um, what day is that? The 11th, October 11th. Yes. When we're um, back in the studio, we'll do a drawing. Yeah, we're going to do um, e- every member. Who emails us at contact, contact at, at fightlefeast.com will be entered into a drawing to get this free book and we'll send mm-hmm. it to you free of charge. Yeah. Um, but you have to be a member yeah. to be entered in. And if you're not a member, what's wrong with you people? What's wrong with you people? <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was going to say. Yeah. Um, but you can join and then send us an email. Yeah. So yeah. it's, you know, it's not like you have to be a member for so long. You can yeah. join like right now, quick sign up mm-hmm. and then send an email and say, I want to be in the drawing for church reformed. We'll send you this free copy of. Tim Bailey's new book. Um, also, yeah, go ahead. I'm making sure you don't forget. Uh, also, I, I, also, <laughs> am I supposed to hit something? Post show, we just we're going to start a brand new little segment yeah. for members. Yeah, members only. Post show wrap up conversation. The stuff live. I'm going to say actual and, live, and, and, not pre recorded, but live, like for real live. Yeah, yeah. real live. All three of us yep. here in the studio. Once we finish recording on on. Uh, we're going to start it um, 
on Fridays yep. and maybe Wednesdays as well. But we yeah. record when, Friday mornings. We record Wednesdays and Fridays. Cho- Chocolate Knox is going to say some stuff. Uh oh. Yeah. So. Okay. <laughs> and generally, it's going to be probably around eleven o'clock. We'll send an email out, uh, yeah. but we're going to try to hit the eleven yeah, o'clock. We're going to keep time. it keep it family talk. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, but you have to be a member, and then we're going to stream it live into the portal into the portal on the website. Yeah. And you can. And is there like chat yeah, capabilities? Chat capabilities. So we can. Ask, what? We're going to be talking about whatever we talked about on the show. We'll pick one or two things that we want yeah. to just we didn't get out stuff yeah. we ain't say that we wanted to say, but we didn't say because we didn't have time to say. Yeah. yeah. But because 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 Taka Knox in here like clock. you know driving us with the with the with <laughs> yeah, slave driver Message. slave driver, <laughs> and uh, so anyways, yeah. Um, Fridays eleven noon yeah. Pacific time. Um, be ready for that. Um, also Wednesdays, uh, and we'll send out emails and and messages and get you it's in one there. One of the ways we get to thank our club member. Yeah. So if you're a club yeah. member, if you're not a club member and you want to get on on that, you got to become yeah. a club member now. Go to crosspolitik.com or fightlaughfeast.com. com. Yeah. Also Tenacore. <sighs> we love. We love the brothers. You, you, got your, you got your uh, today. I'm not wearing my tenacore, but I, I, I'm carrying my 45, so Ten- they don't make it for this. Tenacore yeah. is an American design, development, manufacturing company focused on creating concealment products. It's beautiful, though. built for everyday use. Tenacore designs uncompromising products that work. Their designs, like the Velo appendix carry holster, so nice. are purpose built to keep your gun hidden yeah. and optimize performance. If you believe in protecting the people you care about. And practical everyday carry, then Tenacore products are built for you. Tenacore supports reliable guns trusted by professionals, including Glock, Sig Arms, and Smith and Wesson. And if you go to uh, Tenacore.com, use the cross politic um, the code cross politic. Just write it out for ten percent mm-hmm. off uh, Tenacore products. And you get yeah. these fun little Velcro. And you also get too. one of those. That's Velcro. the only way you can get that that patches. Yeah. University of Iowa. Uh, last year in 2018, uh, they actually kicked off uh, university, the student group. Oh, Christian. And, and they actually, this is actually pretty uh, cruel what that. they did. Uh, yeah, you remember this went around. They froze their bank account. <laughs> university of Iowa they did. Froze they froze university's yes, bank, bank account. account. They Sweat. shut down its website. Uh, and then they. How do you? How does a university freeze the bank it's account? Probably of, some sort of student bank account. So, um, uh, uh, the student groups probably have some sort of on-campus bank accounts and everything. On and campus bank? because student groups get to par- get access to university funds. Interesting. So, so, so it's not like their personal <laughs> bank account. No, no, but no it's no. like some kind of like c- campus funding Fund that you get access to. I got to say, man. Yeah. How, so, how uh, to get into U.S. Bank? How they get into Wells yeah, yeah, yeah. Fargo? I want so, the banks to act way more like Apple. But this, but this <laughs> yeah. last month, the judge ruled against the uh, University of Iowa, Iowa, and not Idaho. University of Iowa, Iowa, and and not only ruled against the university, saying their treatment. She she said your treatment was um, uh, where's the text here? Violated constitutional law. Yeah, and then said she said your treatment was cruel, unusual. I mean, like she kind of got into them a little bit. And but not only got into University of Idaho, but actually Iowa. Iowa, but made the administration who were involved in all this actually pay out of their own pockets. Yeah, the legal fees and everything that yeah. University uh, for, for for the university. University. <laughs> yeah, that's good. But what happened was when university when the university appealed. There's too many versities going on here. When <laughs> when university appealed the whole process, the the administration just kicked off all the religious groups. Oh, like the Sikhs and the so uh, try, try Muslims to, and everything. Yeah, but. You yeah. can't do that. No, no. Uh, and, but at least there's yeah. a few uh, few judges out there that are defending. Yeah, and it's important. Religious the reason, freedom. The reason why the university officials were not allowing the university originally to be on campus was because you had to be a Christian to be in leadership. Yeah, 
Yeah. Imagine that. Well, <laughs> yeah. Wait, that's where we're at do, now. Do, do you have to be a homosexual to be a, a, in a gay group? A gay group, or yeah. do you have to be uh, you know black to be part of the black group? I can't or? be part yeah. of the black. Mm. Right, right. Oh man! But at least, uh, at least we have some of the love going on here in Moscow. Yeah. Speaking yeah. of University of Idaho, actually, this is not University of Idaho. So our local politics. Oh if, if you guys, I, I moved here in 2002, uh-huh. and and every it seems like every election, like. Either our church gets a window broken, or I remember when one of our elders back in when we had a history conference a long time ago, back in I think it was 03, one of our elders got their tires slashed. Yeah. Um, mm. Well, it's, this, is how, this is actually a little bit more exciting than it's been for a number of years. It, yeah. Uh, but a friend of ours, James Urquidez, is running for city council. Yeah. And um, big, big time. And he's got, um, yeah, right, huge. And uh, his signs are, are going up all over town. And then just a couple days ago, a couple nights ago, um, or mornings, we someone wo- went around we, and tagged. We woke up, yeah. and you've got, uh, yeah, scum written on many of his signs all over town, and including the back of one guy's truck. Yep. Um, and um, yeah, he's the only Mexican running for city council. The, I actually shared. So the picture on the right you see here, yeah. I shared this on Facebook, and then Facebook uh, uh, tagged it and wouldn't and wouldn't let it go public. They said this is racist. That you this this picture you're sharing is racist. Well, they might be right. And so I appealed it. I appealed it and said, "Stop editing my post." And then they actually let it go public. Um, okay, but there's three people who are running for a city council, right? The, the pro the, on the pro the, business. The pro business well, there's, there's actually like five or six. six. Okay, but there's I just know you got your progressives. Three. You got three progressives and three conservatives. Three conservatives. These are three conservatives. He's one of the three conservatives. Yes, Did anybody three. else get their signs tagged? Uh, one of the one uh, sign on the uh, conservative lady uh, Kelsey who's running. Oh. Um, she got one sign tag, but it was sitting next to James's sign. Oh, but there's so, a, just but, no, just the Mexican. So I'm, yeah. I'm just trying to figure just, this out. Just the Mexican in the race. Just the non-white guy. <laughs> the white conservative woman and the Mexican get their signs tagged. Yeah, from the pro- liberals, progressive, well, somebody. Yeah. Yeah. Um, listen, I just want to say, I've, I've been talking to all my black friends. That, maybe you guys don't have these conversations, but I do. They call me, hey, how are the white people up there in Idaho treating you? Yeah. <laughs> And listen, I tell them. You say real good, real good. Massa feeds me. It, um, <laughs> he doesn't say that. Gabe, you're not helping me with the telephone calls. You're not helping me. I tell them. I tell them. Listen, it's amazing up here. It's one of the few places where I don't have the pressures of feeling like I'm black in this issue. Yeah. It's yeah. amazing. Um, listen, liberal white folks in Idaho, you ain't helping me make my case. This is a great place to live. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. You, you just, yeah. You're just not, yeah. you're just not, now I got to go back. Now they're going to see this mess and be like, what's going on up there in Idaho? Did, didn't you, you told us one time about um, even your, your mother coming out and visiting my, my and, mom. And, 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 and having yeah. the same kind of experience. My mom is sensitive to this stuff because she grew up in the civil rights movement in Kansas City. Yeah. So she's, and my mom did a lot of research before we came up here and said, baby, I don't know if I want my grandkids up there. Are you sure you're going to be safe? Yeah. You know, I, I'm telling you guys, I get the calls. Are you sure you okay up there? <laughs> Listen, maybe just press five. I mean, constantly, I'm, I'm I get the calls. R- raise your eyebrows. Right. I know ain't a whole lot of us up there. You know, the, That's funny. in the boondocks, you disappear. Yeah. So my mom said, "This is the only place that I've been where I wasn't. I didn't feel like I was a black person there. I mm. felt like I could just be a person. Praise God. I could go up places. People looked me in the eye. No one followed me around the stores. Yeah. It was like. That's, That's fantastic. Just, yeah. That's fantastic. But, but yeah, stuff like this is this not is, helping. But here's the, here's the thing. Wait, notice who it's coming progressivism from. is philosophically inherently racist. That's what I was going to say. Like, evolution, yeah. racist. Right. This is, you know, this, this isn't, I, I can't, yeah. this, I, this is why I carry a gun now. You know, well, I don't trust these guys. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> I didn't think but, about this, but there's actually a connection here between Rashid Tlaib and what just happened. 
Uh, so you must have put that there on us, purpose. Some of us you, think about these you shows. You put it on purpose. Some of us. So Rashida Tlaib in her district goes, she's in, she's in Western Detroit she's, uh, district. She's a member of the House of Representatives. She got invited by the police chief to come and check out their facial recognition system. She, because she, was, she was kind of mocking it back in August. <laughs> right. And so that's why she got invited to check she, out this is, clip. Is she the one who said that we don't need brown faces or this is this is a... Uh, that's oh, no, that was Presley. But she was there. Rashida she was, Tlaib was she's right p- there. part of the squad. Yeah. She said right. impeaching Almost need to be African Americans, not people that are not. Because let me tell you, no, it yeah. happens all the time. Okay. Uh, it's true. Okay. I mean, I think, I think non-African Americans think African Americans all look the same. I've seen it even on the Kyle's floor, people calling Elijah Cummings John Lewis and John Lewis Elijah Cummings, and they're totally different people. I'm just saying. Well, I see it all the time, and I love them because they, like, go along with it. Well, <laughs> I trust people I who are trained. I know. Regardless I, I of race, just, you know, regardless of gender. Yeah. It's it's about the training. But it does make a huge difference. So. It does. <laughs> is this a police chief? What, who's yes, she talking to? He's the chief of police. Um, that she that he needs to get African Americans to, to run to their run facial identity facial um, recognition software, software yep. because the white people are always going to think that the black people all look, all look the, same. the same. Right. Yeah. Well, we thought Dana but, Harvey and David Carvey. Car- no, Dana Carvey and, and David, David Spade, Spade look well, the same. <laughs> short white guys all look the same. They do. When they're dressed up like Asians. Um, <laughs> anybody in makeup. Uh, I will say this, though. Mistaken identity from police officers is an issue I don't like. Oh, sure. Yeah. I don't like it. Mm-hmm. Um, I But I agree with the police chief. I want people we who to, are trained. We have to we have to train I people and then we have to trust people. The last thing I want and what she's leading for is like we need people who who are a particular race in order to make good decisions. Yeah. Um that's they, not trained. You Dude, don't understand the depravity of a human being. Right. And and and, and also just the fallibility, the, the finitude of a human being. Right. I mean Right, right, right. Absolutely. I, no no black people ever mistake white people? Or Asians? Or Asians or Indians or whatever. I mean, that's just this, ridiculous. I mean, there's a human factor here of yeah. just like, welcome to the human race. Or, now, now, when you got somebody who's got a gun on them, it, you know, the stakes are high. Yeah. And let's for just Which let's judge people regardless of if a person who is a white person makes a mistake of a mistaken identity, then judge them for making a mistake. Yeah. Not just assuming that's what's going to happen all the time. Right. I just let's just right. judge people for what it is they do. Right. And let's train people properly. Americans also spend more taxes. More on taxes than anything else. I'm not surprised by that, though. Um, that's the thing is, I mean, we are. So the reason, though, why I think we are in this mess that we're in and why you got Rashida Tlaib saying we need to get more African-Americans, you know, in the facial recognition thing is we have the government propped up by more of our money than than we're spending on food, clothing and health care combined. Yeah. Yeah. So the average American is spending what is it um about uh $18,000 on taxes, right? Yes. A, a year. So the average American and that includes gas tax, yep. sales tax. And the average the American tax. is spending $14,700 on actual necessities like food, food, clothing, clothing and healthcare. healthcare. So we're spending the, the difference is is a little over almost $4,000. Right. Yeah. Right. Um that so I mean this really actually needs to like shock you. Yeah, it really. So should. the yeah. average American is sending more money to the feds. Now, think about this on all levels. This is um, this is sales tax. Yep. Um, this is income tax. Yep. Gas this tax. is property tax. Yep. Mm-hmm. This is gas tax. And so you don't even realize it. Like you, you might, you might even you know go to the do your taxes in every April, and you turn it in, and, and you get a tax return. And you think, yeah. hey, hey, I got money back. Yeah. Right. Okay. No, you got mugged. 
Right. You got yeah, mugged right. all year long. Every time you go to the gas pump, yeah. you are getting mugged. Yeah, that's right. How many how yeah. many cents to the gallon is going to state tax and federal yeah. tax? We talked about this with the, the dude that was telling us about roads. Um right, right. you you know, property taxes. Dave Nelson. How much yeah. are you paying? You say, Well, I just rent. No, no your rent is paying for property yeah, taxes right. and you got sales tax and you got income tax and you got all this stuff. You and got we, death tax. And you we got <laughs> everything. Americans are paying more in taxes than we are to actually pay for our own necessities. Yeah. That's wicked. And that's, that's why that's it, it made me well, think of like any politician that's running to and on on the platform that we need to increase your taxes so you can get, you know, better health care or whatever. Right. I'm like, no, no, stop it. I don't want right. your peasant policies. Right. Tell, yeah. You know, tell, t- bring me a plan that says I get to keep most of my money. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we've said this before on the show, but, um, Samuel told Israel that if, um, if they got a king, he might tax them as much as 10%. Right. Yeah. Of their income. Yeah. And Samuel was saying that's a bad thing. He would say that, that's that a would bad be thing. tyranny. Yeah. All right. Um, but we are, yeah. we are, we're way beyond that. Yeah. And we don't even know it. And, I, I want to get to the Georgia heartbeat bill real quick before yeah. we close okay. out here. Um, this last week, uh, the judge, uh, Judge Stephen Jones issued a prim- preliminary injunction on the Georgia heartbeat bill. Federal yeah. judge? Um, it is a district court judge. Okay. So I, 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 did a little research on this. I'm not quite sure what the basis of his preliminary injunction was. Oh, he has a black robe. That's why. He just said. He just. He says, look at my black yeah. robe. Um, they can keep killing babies. So uh, he, learned, and, he learned that from the Supreme Court. And if you remember, and then Kemp's office responded and said, hey, just, despite today's outcome, we remain confident in our position. Uh, we will continue to fight for the unborn and work to ensure that all Georgians have the opportunity to live, grow, and prosper. Yeah. So, so Kemp, Governor Kemp's going to, it sounds like he's going to keep pushing this. Right. And uh, so it looks like this could actually end up in federal courts eventually. Did you also hear that Louis, the Louisiana uh, abortion law? You remember the Louisiana law where it? Um, we covered it. Like, oh man, it must have been like a year ago. Yeah. Uh, but that that is going to the Supreme Court. It looks like the Supreme Court's looking to pick up the Louisiana thing. Yeah. I think it was some sort of zoning. We thing should that, we should get Katrina Louisiana. Jackson man, from District 16 on. Yeah. She's very extremely pro life, and she's. I've a reached Democrat. out to her uh, one try time, but this is a while ago. I should try to get her on. Like yeah, maybe worth getting on her now. Yeah. yeah, but you know what? This is one of the things. This is um, they knew this was going to go this way. Sure, the, the, the intention was to take this and appeal yeah. it all the way to the Supreme Court, which they don't have to do. Right. I think yeah, there's I, you know, there's a number of things here. We don't have time to discuss them all, but yeah, number one, when you throw a bill like this into play, um, the heartbeat bill. Um, I, you know, the whole point of this is, um, is this is, this is a, a kind of, um, just muck up the works, Yeah, mm. throw the rocks, <laughs> run the play. Yeah. And yeah, of course it's going to get indicted. I'm stir up. Duh, of course it is. Stuff. Are you surprised? But here's the thing that? is, I think when you do a heartbeat bill like this, you better be ready to stand on it. Yeah. If, if but, uh, you, should, we're you doing should say, is, Hey, this is the line we're yeah. drawing. And, and, and so if a judge overrules it, we're standing here anyway. But what we're doing is we're practicing for that. Yeah, are we're, we? We're practicing for that. Is well, Georgia? Well, they better be. So. They better be. Yeah. Because they, they need they need to, you run the play and then you run it again and then you yeah. run it again. But what they need to be learning also ultimately is the governor, governor needs to tell the judge, um, no. Yeah, yeah, that's right. right. No. I'm the governor. No, I'm the governor. And actually, the, the bigger deal is God is God. That's right. right. You're not God and you have, do not, do not have the right to murder babies in our yeah. state and order anybody to do so. Yeah. That's I'm right. the governor. And if, and what we need is a governor who would be willing to say, Hey, um, uh, I'm, I'm going to instruct 
uh, the state troopers. Yeah, they need to come a Blexit. They're going to come in, <laughs> yeah, and, and they're yeah. going to we're going to close down all the abortion clinics. That's it. Yeah. And um, feds, you can come get him. Come get us. Yeah. yeah. Um, come get us. Um, yeah. Well, I do think his, his stance, I'm glad that he responded and said, hey, we're going to keep pushing this. Yeah. But I, I agree with you. I think that the governor should say this judge is fine with murdering more babies. Yes. That's and, the response. Right. <laughs> and what he needs, yeah, we, we, need, we need Christians who are godly, who have the fruit of the spirit, but also have the spine of somebody like President Trump. Yeah. yeah. Who, who would who – would, Mock that judge yeah, that's right. Um, that's right. for uh, for um, stopping this bill. Yeah, um, and and would be willing. But in order to get that, we have to have a state with that kind of people. You need to have people who, right. who back up their leaders and say, "We're with you." That's exactly um, right. Let, let's this is, let's end right. abortion. Let's, is, let's just end it. This is a good time for all the Christians that are there in Georgia, yep. all the churches that are yep. there, to rise get behind up. and yep. stand behind their governor and say, "We're going to stand with you. We're not going to back down on this." Yeah, and you know what? It's time for the governor to say, like yeah. you said. Come get us. We're well, going to have to dethrone us because we're not going to have abortions here in that, Georgia. That's what's interesting about Alabama is right now they have five pastors that got up in front of state legislators and said that we're going to make this a sanctuary You know city. what's sad about that? There's pastors. only five. five. No, there's a there's hundred that signed the document. Only a hundred? Yeah. yeah. But, you know, it, That's why but, there's still abortion happening in Birmingham and Alabama. Tim Bailey up next. hundred pastors? That's all you got? Yeah. How many churches are in Alabama? I don't know. Uh, not more than five or a hundred. That's right. Sure. Yeah, that's why you're losing. Classical Conversations supports homeschooling parents by cultivating the love of learning through a Christian worldview in fellowship with other families. We provide a classical, Christ-centered curriculum, local, like-minded communities across the United States and in several countries, and we train parents who are striving to be great classical educators in the home. For more information and to get connected, please visit our website at classicalconversations.com. Classical. Christian. Get connected. Get community. Uh, I can't decide which one I want. <laughs> They're both good. Toss that scarf. Yours is better. Yours is always better. Oh, hey, welcome back to Cross Politic on the Fight Laugh Feast Network. With us on the line this very minute, we got Pastor Tim Bailey. He's been serving as senior pastor of Trinity Reformed Church in Bloomington, Indiana since 1966. Oh, what? no, I read that wrong. Oh, what? 1996. Yeah. <laughs> okay. He's not that old. A bunch of the work being done by Tim's church, I did that on purpose, uh, can be found at warhornmedia.com. Uh, I particularly point you to their annual pastors conference, which this year is going to be February 19th to the 21st in Bloomington. Uh, Pastor Jake Mensel tells me they don't have a topic yet, but it's coming. Oh, are we uh, invited? Uh, we're going to all kinds of other conferences. I, I think we're always invited to Pastor Tim's church. <laughs> oh, okay. One, of right. the, one of the other cool projects they got going at uh, at Tim's church is My Soul Among Lions. Is that the kissing project they have where they kiss you when they walk the door? No, that's not that's the kissing right. project. Uh, all right. All it's right. The holy kiss. They're yeah. setting all 150 psalms uh, to, oh, yes. to music in a in a contemporary folk style. Check them out. Praise My Soul God, Among man. Lions. Tim is are married. they working with Kanye on that? No. Maybe. That's next apple. <laughs> Tim is married to Mary Lee. They have five children and 20-something grandchildren. Bless Praise God. 20-something. 20, 
Uh, Tim's book on fatherhood is Daddy Tried, which is good. You need it's to have if you yeah. don't already have. He also co-authored a book on homosexuality, uh, mm. The Grace of Shame. That's, mm. that's the last episode we had Tim on, yeah, where, we, he, where he punched us in the eyes about being effeminate. Yeah, about yeah, yeah. that was good. And his latest book that we're all holding in our hands right now is called Church Reformed. And uh, Tim is also the host of a brand new podcast called Then Comes What. Yes. So I think it's connected dot, to dot, dot. family stuff. So, hey, Pastor Tim, thanks so much for coming back on Cross Politic. Hey, I'm happy to be with you, man. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So, uh, church re- in Church Reformed, uh, you point out that the early church actually collided with the Roman Empire, uh, but we're we're having problems colliding with our own culture. What what has the impact of no ecclesiology been on our politics in public square? Yeah. I think the brains of the last century, or certainly the last 75 years in conservative the Christian uh, world in America, they've all gone into work other than building the church. Hmm. And so a lot of the leadership that came out of the mid-century for, at Wheaton, for instance, yeah. gave themselves in a varsity campus crusade, radio stations, conferences, um, and really, um, they left the church behind as they thought the church had brought out the fundamentalist controversies. And, you know, Frame talks about matrons, warrior, children. So everybody wanted to get a reputation as not being warriors. Huh. You know, you start with fight in, in your network. Mm. And that was gauche, mm. just completely gauche to that generation of evangelical leaders. And so... Uh, men really didn't love the church. I mean, they went to church. They took their families to church. Mm. They would never speak against the church. But the vital juices and creativity and leadership, at least here in North America, uh, it really went to the parachurch. And so mm. much so that by the end of the 20th century, the beginning of the 21st century, most of the people who went to church, I would argue, Certainly in metropolitan and suburban areas, exurbia, they actually went to churches that had become parachurch. Hmm. And so the church now is really not the church. It's a parachurch organization that exists to get people to come Sunday and give money and listen to helpful thought for the week. So we've, we've raised a generation where everybody, we're, we're in a fallen world where everyone wants peace, but to get that peace, we have to fight for it. That's that's what it means to be in our fallen world. Um, what? That's uh, what it means to take up our cross. Mm. Yeah, mm. yeah, you know? yeah. So uh, why? Uh, so what? If if we have all these para ministries around, what is the church then? What has the church been or done? I, I'm asking, kind of, what's the definition of the church? If, what's if, it if, supposed to be? If we have, if para ministries aren't the church, then what should the church look like? Well. The difference between the church and the parachurch church, okay, is all about the sacraments, the preaching, the prayers, and the fellowship. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how to actually get that across. I fantasized about announcing publicly on the internet that I've converted to Catholicism. Mm. <laughs> and because, you know, everybody would have a hissy fit and say, I must have been federal vision. You know? Oh, yeah, my yeah. heart just stopped. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. and, You're and already. The, yeah, after the dust settled, I would say, now, when I said Catholic, what I meant was in submission to the historic church. Yeah. Right. 
I did not mean Roman Catholic. But now that I have your attention, let me explain to you that what the church is supposed to be and what we see in Scripture is so different from what we see in our churches today that it would be helpful for you to think of it being something analogous to Roman Catholic. Huh. Mm. So, so the parachurches, they have fellowship. They have someone up front speaking. They have community. Mm-hmm. They kind mm-hmm. of do the sacraments. It, why, why are they the parachurch? I mean, well, they, kind, they kind of do all four. Yeah, but they do all four carefully avoiding the substance. Kierkegaard talks about how the church of his time, and it's so true of evangelicalism today, he says the church of his time is like mock warfare, practice warfare. Mm. He says, you know, the trumpets blow, the standards are raised, the supply lines go back and forth, there's the bang of musketry, (laughs) you know, shouts, everything exactly like it is in real war, except one thing is absent, and that's the danger. Mm. Wow. Mm. And that's the... yeah, go ahead. I was, was going to say, if if the church is um, the bride of Christ, why aren't there more women in church leadership? <laughs> <laughs> that was a non sequitur. So are all the church's arguments these days. <laughs> I, I thought finally we were going to have an interview where we didn't have to talk about sex. <laughs> oh, well, oh, you just wait. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so here's the answer to that. And I'll quote my blood brother, who is bloody with battle, and I love dearly, and that's Doug Wilson. <laughs> the reason that we, the reason the evangelical church should go ahead and get women pastors is they're requiring their men to be women in their <laughs> leadership. Yes, and women do women much better than men do women. <laughs> oh. <laughs> So I want to go back. I want to go back. I want to get off this sex stuff. And I want to, I want to get back to the, the, the Kierkegaard uh, quote of the, the, the semblance of battle, but no actual risk, no actual danger. What would it look like for a church to actually go to war? Well, you know, that in Moby Dick, uh, Melville says in a sermon, a wonderful sermon in that book, he says, that the pulpit leads the world. Yes. And all it would take is to bring authority back into the church. That's it. If you want to talk about what it is that has been carefully removed or eviscerated mm-hmm. from the biblical church that we see in Scripture, it is authority. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so the authority at the Lord's table, the authority of preaching, mm-hmm. the, authority, the authority of prayer, I, I go to a lot of the evangelical churches when I'm out of town, and let me tell you, I, I don't think there's even five minutes of prayer in the average service today. That's true. Yeah. Prayers of the people. And so, uh, why don't we pray? Well, because I don't think we need anything from God. Mm-hmm. And why don't we need anything from God? I don't think we fear God. Why don't we fear God? Well, because we've removed the authority of God the Father Almighty. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, our preaching, our sacramental practice, everything is smug and complacent, and the church is pervaded with a sort of spiritualistic ennui. Mm. It's just like sort of flaccid, right? Yeah. And all it takes to bring it back is to see God as God, mm. and then to preach God, mm. and to preach his word with authority. The, 
you know, I have often criticized uh, Tim Keller for doctrinal things, but I think the, the thing that's been most harmful in the preaching of the last 20, 30 years is the removal of authority from the reform pulpit. Mm. Men suggest, they wonder, they, they play, they yeah. illustrate, they and all of, yeah. their, all of the sins, a friend of mine who is a, he's a, well, I guess I better not identify him. That's okay. We got <laughs> okay, <that's> okay. <laughs> He's in Manhattan, and he has a very top position at uh, Credit Suites. And he used to work for one of the major international law firms, clerk for a federal judge. He went to Redeemer for 10 years, 20 maybe. And he said to me, he had worked at our church as an intern, a pastoral intern, went to IU. And he said to me, he said, you know, the problem with Tim's preaching is that all the sins are psychological, mm. okay? Mm. And he says he has no doctrine of God. Well, I don't think that that's unique to Tim. I think it's pervasive across, and I would say, the conservative reformed world. Yeah. Yeah. There is no authority. I remember, well, I remember Ian Murray at Banner Truth Conference is saying that uh, every sermon that he heard, and this is in the reform, the most conservative reform world, he said it's teaching, it's not preaching, it's not to the conscience. Huh. Mm. You know, that's, man, there's so many, we don't have a whole lot of time with you. Okay, so let me just, you are you're making this really hard for me right now because <laughs> I want to keep going down this road, but I want to ask you, in, I think it's page 50, you start talking about a finding finding the place where the hatred of our of the culture for scripture as and doctrine is the most intense. And I wanted to ask you, where do you think that place is where the hatred for God's word is most intense? If you had to put your finger on it, what are those three places if you could pick? Well, I used to think that it was uh, sexuality and rebellion against uh the creation order, and I think that's one of the three. Yeah. But the order I've gotten, the more I think that the essence of our rebellion is that we simply hate authority. Mm. Who's going to tell us what to do? And, yeah. Well, yeah, but it, I mean, you look at the Me Too, what is it? Well, it does, you know, there are some legitimate things to the Me Too movement, but what is it? It's, it, it's the destruction of manhood. Yeah. And why do they want to destroy manhood? Well, it's not because they hate men. That's right. I think it's because they hate God. Because God is the Father Almighty, and God's fatherhood resides in man. Mm. So here we are back at sexuality. I I just don't have any questions. You look at, (laughs) you know, you look at the best work that Doug has done, and he's done a lot of good work. You know, resurrecting the trivium, I think, may be one of his most lasting contributions. Mm. But there is absolutely no, absolutely no flinching on sexuality. And why does a warrior stand unflinching at particular places? Huh. Well, because he knows that's where the gap of the wall is. And so sexuality, authority, um, and the doctrine of the church. I think the doctrine of the church, we have to seek the sanctification of the bride of Christ because it's not being unfaithful. It's to love the church is to seek her sanctity. It's like loving our wives, you know, and loving our children. I want to hit that real quick because right now, this, I don't know if you've been paying attention to the whole Botham Gene um, 
and Brandon Jean hit the whole situation with that and uh, Amber Geiger that happened in Texas where she walked inside this man's apartment and killed him. Um, she thought she, it was her own apartment. Have you been following that at all? The, the, you see the video with the the the, Judge, the, the, I, the I haven't been following it, but I get the idea. Just give you the gist. Of yeah. So, the, so the, the brother the, comes the, off the state, you know, forgives the killer of his of his brother yeah. at the oh, verdict. Yeah. At the verdict, and, at, then, at the and verdict. then goes and hugs her. Right. And the social justice movement is screaming that black forgiveness needs to be sought after a little more before it's given so freely, and they are very upset right now that this act of forgiveness is. Um, being portrayed by white people, but not the fact that um, the 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 fight that black people have to go through is being portrayed as much, and they're blaming black people for giving in so easy. Well, uh, I think I think the reason why is actually so easily. to the heart justice. of Tim's point is because they're they think but they're losing Tim authority. They think I want, I don't we're not interviewing you. You want Tim to answer it. <laughs> When you see that and you see the outcry from people saying that um, they're forgetting what justice looks like because he's forgiving, what what? What do you? How do you? What do you make of that? Well, I'm not sure you want to talk to me about race. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yeah, brother, we do. We talked about Tim Keller. We talked about sex. It's the last thing before they lynch you. So go ahead. <laughs> well. Oh man. Oh, do it. So. If you've read Daddy Tried, you know, I grew up in a home where back in the 50s, my father was an absolutely intense enemy of racism, and we suffered because of it, okay? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So that's my street cred. So I grew up in a home where, you know, I can remember walking up the catwalks of the projects, the Rogers homes in South Chicago, to pick up a friend of our family who's going to spend a month with us in the summer and being scared out of my wits. I was in junior high school. I was the only white face anywhere around. Yeah. That was at the time when the murder rate was even higher than it is in Chicago today. And that was ground zero of where all the drug dealing, all the murders were going on. So this is the kind of thing. My father required a school. You know, my mother started outside of Philadelphia, Delaware County Christian School. He required on the board that they would accept black children into the school. And my sister was persecuted in that school because of my father's stand. And they had, I don't know if more than one, but I know they had a black family in the school. That was unheard of back then. It was long before the civil rights movement. Yeah, Having no, said yeah. that, I'm going to say this. There is no excuse for African-American or just plain old black Christians uh, living their lives in such a way as to prove to their brothers or to SJW pansies that they're sufficiently angry and su have a sufficient memory. And, and it, you just can't do that. It really is equivalent to the Judaizers of the book of Galatians. Mm -hmm. you, you, you cannot live to prove to other people that you you have been hurt. One of the things I tell people here in our church is that the greatest power that there is in North America today is victimhood. Mm -hmm. yep. mm -hmm. And it is demeaning to Christians to play the victim. Whether that victimhood is, is a history of slavery in America, which is awful. I have a picture of my grandpa uh, on the wall of 
my living room with one arm missing, and he fought for the North in the Civil War. And if the Civil War happened again, despite all of the things that I've read and know, you know, I've read the biography of Stonewall Jackson by R.L. Dabney, and my grandson is named Jackson. All right, I would fight for the North. So, having said that, we'd be on different sides. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Having, and I, you know, I mean, I understand the arguments of you know the decimation of uh, of states' rights and how that produced abortion. So I, I'm, yeah. I'm, I understand the arguments about all this. Yeah. But having said that, what's going on today has nothing to do with justice. Mm. You know, it's. I remember Johnson, Samuel Johnson, saying that all the talk. He says all the schemes of political improvement are laughable things. And I say the same about the social justice movement. Mm. It's just a bunch of loud mouths. Chesterton said that all the talk of what is latest is merely a giggling excitement over fashion. Mm. And I think as Christians, we have to come back to the unity of the body of Christ. Mm -hmm. We have to stop parading our righteousness you know, bragging about our humility and our sensitivity to other people's suffering. And we have to begin to trust one another and love each other and give space for each other to be sinners. Mm -hmm. You know, it's so ironic that at the very moment when we're all claiming that we're so in tune with justice, right, that if, if you ever accuse any leader of sin, everybody has a hissy fit, not just the person you're accusing of sin, but everybody watching. Mm, and yet nobody stops accusing everybody of sin when it comes to social justice issues. Mm. And I really believe that social justice issues in the church take our eye off the ball. And I think it's corrupting. It's corrosive to the unity of the church. It's corrosive to true fellowship. Uh, and I hate it. I absolutely hate it. Mm. I think the best thing that could happen to the church today is for us to discover, you know, one of the chapters of the book is on fellowship. Mm -hmm. And what does fellowship involve? Well, if you read the chapter, the central issue is we need to return to confessing our sins to each other. Oh, How are you going to confess your sins to each other when, it, when, when the environment is pervaded by accusatory one-upmanship that <laughs> is just constant in the sjw movement hmm, right. so i don't know if you wanted to hear that no absolutely yeah. yes we did and, absolutely. yes we did and and the fact that the way that confession is being used now is as a form of victimhood and they're using it's, it as a way oh, to gain power or they're weaponizing, or they're weaponizing, weaponizing, yeah, weaponizing confession absolutely. of sin rather than it actually right. absolving people absolutely yeah. all right and there, there's no freedom to love each other no. right if you read the book or or glanced at it you know the whole book is a call specifically to love one another in the church. Yeah. yeah. We can't be going around accusing each other of failing on, you know, I always use recycling as an example in my preaching. And I say that it's central to our culture today to replace all the big laws with infinite numbers of little ones. Yeah. <laughs> and we have to return to the basics in the church. That's what the yeah. book is about, you yeah, know? That's right. Uh, and I'm not saying justice doesn't matter, but justice is not done on the internet yeah. over Facebook. That's Come true, on, yeah. man. You better preach. That's preach real. Uh, this is good. It All was, right, it was yeah. really good, Tim. I really it's appreciate it. like candy. Your, like candy. Appreciate your work on it. I think it's really needed. Yep. Recommended definitely by me, Chocolate Knox. So, Reformed Church. <laughs>
church reform. Yeah, church I'm, reform. I'm dyslexic, so I, that's why I had to go back down. You, you can still find it under Reformed Church because I actually did that on Google, too. Yeah, I actually did. You still pop up, Tim. Tim, thank you so much for joining us, man. Appreciate it. Hey, love you guys. Love thank you, too. You thank you. More cross politic when we come back. Church reform, you know, same thing. What I can tell you for sure after 25 years in this business is people hate to be sold. If you need a little red meat in your diet, Pastor Doug Wilson. However much we might want to obscure the issues, however much we might build great universities with trained brains to cover everything in a dark mist, however much we reward those pundits who make ample room for our lusts and opinions, at the end of the day, we have to decide if we are going to do it God's way or not. If Baal is God, follow him. If Yahweh is God, follow him. There are no third-party movements on Mount Carmel. Everybody is in the game, and there are no sidelines. So what's it going to be? To enjoy more red meat of this kind, check out the podcast on iTunes, or for more blogging of this particular nature, blog and may blog at dougwills.com. Kind of sticks in your teeth there. He's just sitting there looking at his Bible, and he's like, I'm ready when you guys are. Yeah, hustle up. Just go on, guys. You know, guys, one thing I love about fall is flannel. I think I got a text message from Just now? Hey! Uh-oh. How about that? Sorry like we that. said your name on the show. Oh. Just blew his cover. I'll, I'll, I'll mute that out. CIA agent in <laughs> Afghanistan. <laughs> oh, yeah? <laughs> is he going to Ukraine next? Welcome back to Cross Politic on the Fight, Laugh, Feast Network. This segment is brought to you by my flannel shirt. I love flannel. flannel I love shirt. flannel. I can't look at the shirt. The collar's uh, all crooked. It's uh, not even no, pressed. It's not sharp. I can't look at nothing, it. Nothing. Yeah. Nothing. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. What a like great a conversation with shirt. Pastor Tim yeah. Bailey. Yeah. Woo! Man. Boy, they do not want that smoke. What? What? <laughs> I went, yeah. Uh, I, he I, almost I, didn't man up. I was about, yeah, I was about <laughs> to when he was like, you don't want to hear from me on this. I'm like, Pastor Tim, hashtag. Man up. <laughs> well, you know, the thing is, when people, I, I know what he's thinking about when he says stuff like that because I feel the same way sometimes. It's like, okay, I feel like I choke down yeah. so much mm. because, look, you got to think about it for this for a second. This is one of the guys who has been a part of the, he's been down with the brothers for a long time. Mm-hmm. And his dad has made sure that was a part of his culture. Yeah, right. And so he's been fighting justly. And all of a sudden, he sees the people who he's been with turn a corner and act unjust, and he's the guy who's the perpetrator right, all of a sudden? Right, and they're like, you're yeah. just part of the patriarchy. Oh, those yeah. make the people he's real like, upset. He's, he's, he's like, actually, I am. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't forget, we're doing a giveaway. Uh, We've got a free copy of his book, Church Reformed. If you're book. a member, uh, send us an email at contact at fightlifefeast.com, yep. yeah. and you will be entered into a drawing that we will do um, uh, at the, in the recording of next week's show on yep. Friday. Um, and if you're not a member yet, go join now mm-hmm. and then send us an email and you'll get entered into the drawing. And we will send you, if you are the lucky winner, mm-hmm. yeah. the mm-hmm. providential Are we going to continue to do that? Um, maybe. Is this going to be our book plug of the of the segment? Yes. Okay, good. <laughs> yes. Done. yes, it is. Absolutely. Yeah. That was goes. the plan <laughs> all the time. Okay. Um, speaking of um, social justice. Authority. Thinking. Speaking yeah. of um, the the Botham Gene murder and the Amy Geiger trial that just happened. Um, all right, we got to break it down, guys. Okay, ready? Everybody so, ready? So where did okay. where did this start? What happened originally? Okay. I, Knox, you were kind of walking me through it no, a little bit. Yeah, Pastor Toby Geiger. Oh, you want me? Amy Geiger is was a, is an off duty police 
Officer. Uh-huh. Yep. How long, how long has she been serving? She's served since 2013. Five years she's been in the force. Five years. Okay. Mm-hmm. She's coming home um, after a 13-hour shift. Uh, 14-hour shift. Yeah. Hour. She is sending lewd text messages. Yeah, through Snapchat to a, a to, married man. To a married man uh-huh. uh, that she had already committed adultery with. Uh, seems like he broke it off. I mean, at, at least they point. were, you know, they're carrying on. Yeah. Um, ends up going to the wrong floor. Yeah. On her apartment building. Right. Uh, so presumably it's the, it's the unit below hers or yeah. above hers. It's above her. It all it's looks the hers. same. Like Rashida Tlaib She's would, on the third floor. <laughs> right. Oh, she's on the third floor. So she, and, and she goes to. Both jeans on the fourth floor. Okay. And she goes to the door. Yeah. She doesn't notice that she's on the wrong floor. Doesn't notice that this is a different, uh, you know, Floor mat yeah. in front of the door. Right. Opens the door. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, and, and the door just opens apparently. Maybe yeah. it wasn't all the way closed. Wasn't even locked. Uh, Mr. Botham Gene is inside uh, eating ice cream. With some shorts on. Watching TV. Right. And um, she says yeah. that she believed she was entering her own apartment. Right. And believed that she was facing an intruder. Right. And uh, open fire. I believe she fired two shots. Two shots. She double tapped. One, on the, on the one ch- of them missed. We don't know which one hit or okay. didn't. So. One of them hits him in the chest. Right. Left side of the chest, right above the heart. Um, um, it's it severed. It's a, it a kill shot. That's what she's trained to do. She yeah. calls 911. Right. And um, and and then that's the story. Yeah. Um, what what, else, okay, what, what so, do we miss? Uh, so let me, there's a, oh my goodness, there's so much. When she gets out of her vehicle, she has her equipment with her. Her bag. Her bag and her heavy vest. Now, a heavy vest is different from a bulletproof vest. It's actually designed to stop uh, rifles. Right, right. So it's higher armor as well as uh, pistols as well. But it's mainly because she was doing some. She's got that bag with her. She was serving a warrant earlier that day, and so she had her heavy vest with her. Okay. Um, And so she's got a backpack, heavy vest. Now, I would normally throw my backpack over my shoulder. She was showing that she actually had her heavy vest and backpack in the same arm carrying in front of her. Okay. When she opened the door, she said it happened very fast. And she put the key in the door and it pushed open. When it pushed open, she can hear somebody in there. So she was identified there was somebody in her apartment before the door. And in her mind, yes. she says immediately she goes to, there, there's an intruder wants, in my house. Yeah, and I want to eliminate, find the threat and eliminate the threat. Right. So opens the door, pushes and reaches for her gun immediately. She says, um, show me your hands, show me your hands, show me your hands. Uh, and then she said he came at her and fired. Now, here's what's interesting. I think both of them is, was much taller. She's like 5'3". She's a short lady. So yeah. he might six something. He's a big man. He's a big guy. Um, and But the trajectory of the bullet is not eye level. Right. It's actually going downward. It goes through his, the top part of his chest, his heart, through his stomach, all the way down to the tough tissue in the back of his back. So He was that, still sitting down, possibly? So with that trajectory, either he was sitting down. Right. Or he was getting up in the crouching position. He might have even been like getting down. My thought like, was that. Like kind of cowering. The first shot misses and he's trying to jump down. Right. And in the process of getting down the ground, that goes, second hits shot hits him right yeah. at the top Ooh. of the chest. One of the other key Ooh. pieces of information <laughs> that has been made a lot of in the story is that she's a white woman. Right. And he's a black man. Yeah. yeah. And so there've been a, there's been a lot of talk about. Um, Believe all women. <laughs> oh, gay. <laughs> Too soon, bro. Okay. Uh, Too soon. No, there hasn't actually been a lot of talk about believe all women. Not, not right now. <laughs> no. Um, Where that at? But it was all about, you know, whether or not a, this white woman is going to uh, is actually going to get the book thrown at her, whether there's going to be real justice served uh, because uh, of 
the the man, the victim being black. And and, and the, first of all, I gotta say her her defensive attorney, defensive uh, attorney, defend defend defender defendant. We can't speak defense English. Att- oh, yeah, right. yeah. Anyway, the guy who was defending her. Defense attorney. That dude that was supposed yeah. to be on her team, he acted like he was lobbying up for the guy, lobbying it up for the other guy to knock the it prosecutor. out. I'm not going to really? lie. Yeah. Really? He was not doing her any favors, first uh, of all. Uh, it was almost like he like, we convicted her. She going to get life. <laughs> That's how I'm, I promise you that. He was like. That's how he, he's like, yeah, we getting her. That She had in her bag. This is why people yeah. are feeling this is what she had in her bag. Particular type of gauze for uh, trauma. She had in her bag a first aid kit. Right. She had in her bag. A, and she didn't use any of it. Supposedly, when she was on the phone, she was doing CPR with one hand. Right. Uh, didn't put the phone on speaker. Right. Didn't, none of her, so all of her training kicked in to Just take to out shoot. the target. Kill the guy. Yeah. None of her training kicked in yeah. to save his life. Right. Yeah. So everybody is looking at this and saying, yeah, and and the and just to make it crystal clear, what you're talking about with the heavy bag and the and the heavy bulletproof vest—that's yeah, another. Yeah, um, she's protected. Is your point? In more than one way, she's got three ways of protection. She yeah. hears the threat. She's yeah. trained to leave. Now, listen, they're trained to back up and not approach right. a situation because you want to protect the right. officer. If you open the door and there's somebody in your house, why do you go? In. Yeah, no, no, no. You you walk out. I've talked to other sergeants get, about this. Get away from the threat. Yeah. Um. Call nine one one. And here's the deal. They the they were. She could have had help there in two minutes. She had her walkie talkie yep. on her. Yep. She could have had help there in two minutes. They could have mobilized yep. SWAT. Right. She could have had all her friends there. She walks in. She's still con- entirely protected. And t- yeah, she's got the door. He, he has no arm. No gun on him. Yeah. And so I she mean, says she's not a shadowy case, figure. Worst case scenario, he's got a gun. Yeah. A bowl of ice cream and yeah. and and you know in shorts. So why do some of these details matter? So, like her being able to protect herself. Well, be, yeah, um, right. I mean, it, the point it, of it is to she un- shot a guy. It's yes, but it's to underline the fact that there was there were so many reasons not to. There was lots mm-hmm. of reasons. There were, it, it was aggravated in a sense. Like in the, it was at night. It was dark. The Bible uh, gives you the hallway was extremely light. Uh-huh. Uh huh supposedly that when yeah. the door opens, it floods the place. You can right. see that right. the position he was away was 30 feet. Now I will say 30, being tra- feet? 30 feet away. Um, and she says she couldn't see him. Uh, I will say there is the way you're trained in this. Anybody in 25 feet starts running at you. They can close that distance by the time you reach for your gun. Yeah. Yeah. 25 feet. Yeah, you're not, trained. It's not very far. It's not very no. far, yeah, but yeah. here's the deal. She didn't pull her gun at that point. She pulled her gun when the door opened. Open. Right. Yeah. So, but here's the thing. Um, don't forget, and, and this is a lesson for all of us. Um, when you can't see clearly morally, oh, yeah. you can't see clearly. That's right. 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 And so this woman is living an ungodly life. Yeah. She's sleeping around with she's a married committing man. adultery. Yeah. Um, and you know, just add all the rest of the stresses of life and whatever else, but she doesn't see what she's doing. Yeah. Yeah. So she doesn't see what she's doing. Yeah. Right. She doesn't Stand see where she's her. going. What that's kind of right. cop walks into another house and doesn't realize it's not there? Well, but, that's that's, but, right. that's but, incredible. Yes, but that's the thing, though, is is that we have to understand, we have to know that moral um, moral blindness yeah. causes always thing. leads to other forms of blindness. Mm. Brings it, forth death. It's not. <laughs> ju- it's not just a metaphor. Yeah. Right. Like, I mean, when, the, when Jesus yeah, says right. we're blind in our sins, he's not just saying it metaphorically. <laughs> we really are. You know, yeah. you, you really can't see what you're doing. You can't see what you're doing to your kids. You can't see what you're doing to your wife. You can't yeah. see what going on with those around you when you're in sin. Yeah. There's also been text messages that leave her suspect. On yeah. the whole, on the whole racial thing. That's right. Yeah, right now, yeah. it's yeah. the kind of thing that you could look at honestly both ways. 
Um, some of the stuff though is kind of like uh, I don't even Just know about tasteless. what it's, t- it's tasteless. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, yeah, it leaves her suspect, and so people are concerned like that she could have tried. Now, there's no way after that shot she could have saved him, but she, it shows her intent was not concerned about for Botham. Yeah, right. Yeah, there was yeah. no intent oh, yeah. Yeah. to yeah. be concerned right. about him. Almost all the way so that at at the end of it, the officers. So remember, I told she was uh, doing a, serving a warrant at the beginning of the day. Yeah. In the morning, um, in yeah. the, morning the, yeah. the routine is that anybody who is suspect gets put in the vehicle right away and they get questioned. Okay. The, the prosecuting attorney said, except you, unless you're a police officer. She was taken from the scene, was taken outside, not put in a police car. All her friends were gathered around her. And then the, the, then the, one of the officers took and put her in the car. Oh, she got back out of the car. The prosecuting attorney said, why did you, why did you get out of the car? She said, I, I don't know. Now, she's been crying this whole time. Having, yeah. And so he's like, let me, let me show you something. You see that little thing in the left side of the video? And she's like, no, I don't, I don't know what happened there. Botham's body is coming out. And so then she gets back in the car because she didn't want to see the body. Mm. No concern. Like, just no sympathy. That's what they're trying to prove. And so that's why they're like, oh, okay, yeah. You want to say you sympathize this whole time by him. Yeah. But you were really sympathized about yourself. Yeah. She, so. Ooh. Okay. So, <laughs> yeah. Wow. And, so she, and then she said, "Hey, I, I didn't want to see his body." Okay. Yeah. So what happened in the verdict? Right. Okay, so, so it goes to trial. So the the judge um, says, interestingly, um, that um, encourages. Uh, so in Texas, you have three options. Okay. Okay. You have you only have three. You have capital murder. Mm-hmm. You have murder, and then you have manslaughter. Right. Okay. Those are your options. So they don't have second and third degree murder. That's combined all in one charge of murder. murder so first yeah. degree murder is premeditated yep. malice aforethought yeah, yeah, you yeah. planned to do that yeah, yeah okay um and then second and third degree murder which are combined in the texas statute basically are talking about um intent uh, it's no it's 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 murder that happens out of anger uh, out of anger like an emotional outburst okay um you weren't planning to kill him but in the moment you all of a sudden are like, you looking at my girl yeah, pop oh uh, i yeah. killed him um and can also <laughs> yeah. include um uh you don't you don't mean to kill him, but you you mean to hurt him. Yeah, uh-huh. and then in, in the, the process, process of hurting him, yeah. you, you kill him. Yeah, the, you know, second and three deg- third degrees murder. Yeah. Manslaughter is accidental murder. Yeah, yeah. manslaughter right. is you, you didn't you, you weren't trying to hurt anybody, but you were reckless yeah. and um and you uh, in some way uh and kill somebody. Yeah, she uh, so Amy Geiger is convicted of murder. Okay. So not manslaughter, not first degree murder, yeah, so not, murder. not accidental murder and not premeditated and not premeditated. Okay. Um, the other thing that's interesting about this case is that the judge actually um, uh, told the jury that they could consider uh, the Texas um, castle law statute. Yeah. Yep. Um, yep. Castle laws are ones that give people um, a bit more um, protection by law yeah. if they're in their own home or a place where uh, they ought, they they can they're domiciled. Yeah, they can yeah. consider themselves safe, safe yeah. and it get, the law gives like them car. The, the law gives them the right um, to defend themselves a little right. bit more, yeah. right? Um, right. A, a little bit more leeway there, where they have every expectation that they should be safe and protected. They didn't um, they didn't uh, provoke somebody right. attack them. Yeah. Uh, they, they you know that kind of thing, and they can. Uh, some of the statutes vary, but some of them um, specifically say that you can stand your ground, yeah. you can defend yourself. Um, Which with, I'm grateful with, for those with, kind of laws. With yeah. lethal force. And it makes sense in this situation because if she actually thought it's her house, right. she's going to act in a way to defend her own house. It's not clear to me whether they actually took that into consideration or not. I could, she, it wouldn't matter actually here in the case. Okay. It wouldn't matter. But she gets, um, so she's uh, convicted of murder and she's given a 10-year sentence. Right. Um, 10 year. 10 years. Huh. Uh, and it was a five to ninety nine year. Is that that what, was that the judge. So that was the option. Th- there was 
um, two options on the table, and the jury rejected the two to twenty year sentence, which would have been the manslaughter. Which I it might have been the manslaughter. I think they they had basically they they had two okay. options, and, and they then, instructed the judge to stay within the five to ninety nine year okay. sentencing structure. Right. And so, uh, and but she was given ten years. Yes. Um. So is that with, and she'll probably my guess she'll be out in five years. Yeah. So good. And, good and there's and there's some people that erupt in protests right away, yeah. saying this isn't just. Um, is it? Is it just? <laughs> Um, well, no, no, it's not just why not. Um, if she actually made a mistake in this particular situation, um, first of all, she shouldn't even go to prison. Um, she needs to pay some form of restitution for this. Okay. Uh, uh, so I think the in biblical standard of law, if a person, and this goes to the ax head being swung, uh, accidental death, city of refuge, they make a mistake in killing someone, um, that they weren't intended to kill. But this or, is or, a step up from that. Yeah, yeah, I think so. This, well, right? should it be though? Shouldn't it only be capital punishment and manslaughter? I, should there be like like no. this second and third degree murder and, and, charge? Yeah, her her intent was to kill because she thought she was in her own place. Right. right. So so it's I, I'm, I grant it's a it's a step down. Yeah. And and she but it's it's like a what you, we would consider like a third degree. Yeah, you wouldn't give her you wouldn't give her um, capital punishment. No, she didn't no, go there no. saying I'm going to go kill this right, black yeah, dude. Right. No, no, she didn't do that. Yep, right. that's off the table. But no. I, I, my question was, is: is should there be a distinction between manslaughter and some sort of third degree? Yes. Yeah, that, that, I yes. think that's in the situation. Well, flesh, well, flesh that because, out for me. Where, because in the in the text, I'm blanking on where it is. What's the axe head text? What's the axe head text in in, uh, in Deuteronomy? The Deuteronomy 19:4. Um, what are you talking about? It it's, it specifically says that the person where the axe head flies off. Yes. Um, it says he didn't. Hate his brother before that's right. yep. in his heart. Yep. Yep. Number thirty-five ten. Okay. Okay. But Amber didn't hate her brother before right. she right. went right. to the and, room. But but my point though is is what that establishes in Western civil law, which is I think it's based on this biblical principle, is uh-huh. that intentionality matters. It, it uh-huh. does absolutely. Now, now it can't. Um, we can't be God, and we can't um, rummage around in somebody's heart to find out exactly what they intended. But right. what we can find out is. Um, how long were they planning this? Yeah, she, uh, were they planning it for weeks? Yeah. yeah, or was it? Did you intend? Did you suddenly intend to do it this minute? Yeah, because you saw him looking at your woman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, uh-huh. Or was it you didn't intend to kill them? You just intended to harm them yeah. because uh-huh. you were mad. Yeah, uh-huh. but there was no intent to go. So I think that's the basis for those degrees of murder. Yeah, is, I, I agree with is that. saying that okay. the Bible says that your intention, what, what's your hatred of your brother, okay. yeah. before time. Yeah. Matters. You can't prove that on the, her right, situation. So, so I don't think she hated him before. Right. No, I yeah, don't no, think no, so. And, and I, I agree with I, that. I think I mix into this particular situation the axe head along with two guys fighting. Bible talks about two guys who are fighting who harm a pregnant lady. Okay, yeah, right, right. right. This is they, a law that we yeah. would use to actually um, to defend laws that prohibit abortion. Yeah, yeah. And in the process, the lady is either harmed uh, to death or the child is killed. Right. It gives the option for the husband to charge the murderer right. with a payout. Right. Okay. So, or, so based on death. based on this context, what do you think she should have gotten? What would be justice um, in this situation? I I don't think in this he doesn't have a family that he's taken care of necessarily. Well, well first of all, just just Jotham, um, the guy who was killed, not Jotham. Uh, both them, both them. Oh my gosh. Um, he was a judge in yeah. in the days of Israel. Yeah. Um, yeah. The, uh, no, the thing I just want to point out real quick is the utter uselessness of prison time. Oh, it doesn't yeah. do anything. Oh, it's horrible. Matter of fact, matter of fact, this is what was crazy to me when they ruled for ten years. They didn't rule in the sense it was no uh, restitution pay whatsoever. Zero restitution pay was part of the ruling. Right. Yeah. Prison, prison time does absolutely no good now, to anybody. No. Both his family has to pay for her head and overhead. 
we're paying for yeah. her to sit there. The victim is it, being victimized even further in this process. It, this is why no, so many of convictions that involve prison time absolutely is just not. absolutely no. useless. So I don't it's, think she should have went to prison. She shouldn't have got time. I think that both, uh, both of them taking care of his family as the head of his family. He's the firstborn? He's a, uh, no, I think he has an older sister. Okay. I believe that he but is. maybe firstborn he's, son. He's a firstborn son. son. Yeah. But, and I think holding him responsible for taking care of his family, if when his parents get older, I believe the family is the right. welfare of themselves. So they manage that, and I would expect him to be the one taking care of right. What does it look like for his parents to retire? Yeah. Uh, yeah. and, and have, so, him so have to take care of them. What biblical justice does by taking the, the situation that you're doing, yeah. using the case law from, from Exodus, yeah. um, with regard to the taking of the unintentional taking though of that unborn life. Right, right. Um, it's, you know, it's eye for eye, tooth for tooth, right. hand for hand, foot for foot, burn yeah. for burn. Yeah. And he shall assign a payment, a value that's yeah. been lost to him. Yeah. And so what we'd want to do is say, all right, what has been taken from this family? Yeah, that's right. And, yeah. um, and this, and what's what we're talking about, the provision for parents, yeah. um, the provision for his if family, nephews, yeah. what, whatever, what, whatever would or go into that. Closing down his estate, all the, all of that, paying yep. all the lawyer yep. fees, yep. Paying, yep. you know, paying all these yep. things out. Um, but, you know, and it, I think the family gets to make that decision yeah, within the, reason and the, the judge. Exactly. Says. So that's what I think a biblical justice system would, the family would then, would do a full assessment of yep, what yep. the best they can of what yep. the cost would be, what what has been taken from yep. us, yep. and then submit that uh, to the judge, and the judge would then it is seems honest before before God say is this reasonable and honest, yep. um, and assign that payment, and if she can't pay that, and it's her paying that, that's right, and if she can't pay that, she's got to get a you know payment plan, yeah, or yeah. she's sold. <laughs> Wait a second. Wait a second. Yeah, but actually, you're right. This is actually where uh, the indentured servitude, indentured comes servitude in. was yeah, was right. paying. Y'all up. social justice warriors are going the wrong way with this. <laughs> uh oh, that's right. Uh oh, I'm just saying. That's right. yeah. <laughs> um, but um, yeah. So. But seriously, either her goods and what she has are sold to pay off yes. what that debt is, or she okay. works for as yeah. an indentured servant in some way. But this is why I got to say this. This is why the verse about slut masters being good to slaves is so important. Right. Because if a person can't pay off their goods in one way to that they owe to another person, they can become then the servant of that person. Yeah. And the way mm-hmm. that that interaction happens right. says plenty about the gospel. Exactly. can't forget how important yeah. that is. And just to make this, this I want to help you out here because you're not being crazy. Okay. Right. The, the U.S. Constitution actually explicitly considers prisons <laughs> slavery. Yeah. It's the inescapable. 13th, that's the 13th Amendment. Okay, yeah. so we have slavery. Already. And slavery is an inescapable concept. And, and we don't want them to be slave to the government. We actually want to be paying restitution yeah. to the people the, the they've question, actually that harmed. That ends at some point. The, right. the question is, is, yeah, are you going to do it God's way or man's way? Yeah, that's And right. when you do it man's way, it's utterly useless. Yep. And it just it just ruins people. Yeah. And the minorities get the worst yeah. end of the stick. It's, the poor and the hopeless yeah. always yeah. get it's the worst end of the stick. Dehumanizing. Absolutely. But God's version of indentured servitude require the law requires the people who are enslaved to yeah. be treated as human beings. That's right. And then released right. when yeah. the debts are paid. Yeah. Um this is I mean, this is why it's such a blessing to do it God's way. Now the thing is is there are some people that are mad about the sentence. Right. Yeah. And and they can and you can point out there is some Crazy sentences well, yeah, start, out there. They're comparing all the other sentences that's happened to yeah. black people. And we got some, you get caught smoking weed three times. You go to jail I mean, 15 years. And, they, and, you know. and let's just say they're right. They've yeah. got a point. Yes. Yes. Because when, when you're blind morally, yeah. when you're addicted to porn, yes. when you're addicted to alcohol and drugs, and when you're addicted to greed, you can't see clearly. Yeah. Can I just yeah. say something? And we're going to have a judicial system that's screwed up. Yeah. So Here's the part that I want to point out though on that is that, yes, they're right. 
But what they want to do is implement the same just the same injustice of these black people right. to this white woman. Right. right. Which do, is, are you serious? Which is which is not justice. That is yeah, you're not right. getting what you say you that's want right. when you do that. Right. right. Get and rid so, of the jails all the way around. Right. So we can grant that there is a lot of injustice around the country. Absolutely. And there are bad I mean, would you say somebody shot a dog? Someone shot a dog, suppose and people are saying they got forty five years. They didn't. There was a he was a criminal, got other things added to that, okay. but he got forty five years and, for robbery, other things like I mean, that. I mean, no restitution to the people he right. robbed. I mean, so we yeah. grant that there yeah. are some messed up verdicts and sentences out there. Yeah. Messed up. But the answer is not to then do what was done to you yeah. back to them. Yeah. The answer is not more prison That's time. No. That's what they want. This is why God required eye yeah. for eye, tooth for tooth. That's right. right. That's Ju- actual right biblical justice, justice yeah. because what we want to do in our flesh is when someone takes our eye, we want to take their head. That's right. Yeah, that's right. right? Yeah, and that's God right. says, no, yeah. all you can take is eye. an eye. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. it. Yeah. And what we need to get back to, though, is that kind of biblical justice. Yeah. Yeah. Now, people are mad about that, but what really kind of was crazy. Yeah. yeah. Oh, this is so beautiful. Was, was the response, though, that people had. To Botham's brother, Brant, when he's giving his victim statement right after the sentencing. I can speak for myself. I I forgive you. I know if you go to God and ask him, he will forgive you. I want the best for you. Because I know that's what that's exactly what Botham would want you to do. And the best would be give your life to Christ. I don't know if this is possible, but can can I give her a hug, please? Look at the judge crying in the background. Yeah. Look at the officer. The hug seen around the world. Then the judge and Amber hug each other. Amber tells something in the judge's ear that prompts the judge to say, Ma'am, it's not because I'm good, it's because I believe in Christ. The judge continues, I'm not so good. You haven't done so much that you can't be forgiven. The judge continues, You did something bad in one moment in time. What you do now matters. Then the judge urges Amber to take the Bible with her as the deputies escort her back to the holding cell for prisoners. At this point, lawyers and onlookers were all tearing up, getting emotional. I was tearing up. No one really could understand what was going on. It ain't gonna be no peace until justice is served. (laughs) Oh, wow. But you don't want real justice. No. More prison time. But notice that contrast. Notice the contrast. I mean, what kind of courtroom is this? Yeah. I mean. It's a Jesus courtroom. That gospel just broke out. Yeah. It was amazing. I mean, so Brant, the brother. Yeah says i forgive you i love you just like any other person i want you to know I, jesus i want you to receive christ yep. i know that's what my brother would want yep. and please get in here can i can, please yep. can i hug her please yeah he gets up they hug they hug for like three minutes and the judge the judge is tearing up in the background up in the background yeah and and there's audible sounds of just of of crying yeah the judge then they finish that part of the, the and it, moment, and, and it's important to note the judge comes down and actually hugs the family after that. Yeah, the judge comes down and hugs the, the family victim. of the victim yep. after the verdict yep. um, first. Then she goes back into her own chambers, yep. 
and gets and her own personal Bible. Victim's family is beginning to to leave yeah. the courtroom. Or has left. We don't. And yeah, she comes true. back in with and and it's interesting following some of the news reporters are like she's got a book and they're like talking like what is it yeah. what is she doing she, it's some kind of book is it a, and then Mind come. i think it was like <laughs> no <laughs> um is it a book on critical race theory um, yeah this will help you in prison <laughs> right oh no that was jamar tisby oh um no the, but the, that's the she comes out and they're like on c-span she's like is that a is that a is that a Bible? Cut. Yeah. 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 <laughs> oh, quick, blur that out. Children, avert your eyes. Yeah. They didn't have to blur that out. The she, social justice movement was trying she, to blur that out. Exactly. And so she points her to John three sixteen. Yeah. This read, is your job. Reads it to her and says, "This is your job. Your job for the next month. Learn this." And then he says, "She says, read the rest, the whole Gospel of John. Yeah. And read the whole New Testament." And uh, you know, that's so good. What what and, and what happened? It just it, everybody started sharing this clip. Yeah. Because they are seeing the gospel just yeah. acted, and they, you know what? They share this clip like it was one of those clips from Africa where the guy who was from the uh, militia yeah. murders a family, and then they yeah. they say, "I forgive you," and then they adopt him as a son. And it's, right. everybody, those videos right. go everywhere, and everybody yeah. saw this and said, "He has no reason to forgive this yeah. lady. He has every reason to be upset at this lady." And here he is. The gospel is being yeah. seen. Well, so here's strong, what I, here's what I found powerful about that whole scene was. Um, of course, we disagree with the punishment that she's getting. We think it should be different. Um, because it'd be better for the family and, and it'd be better, better for everybody. Right? Right. But you still have this like justice and mercy kind of met right there. Right. You had justice happen, which should have happened. Right. She was at least convicted was, of murder. She which was, was guilty. She had done something wrong. And, and then the family on the other side just starts preaching the gospel. And now it's time for mercy. Like justice. We had earthly justice happen. Now it's time for mercy. And that was really powerful. We have a bunch of uh, other social justice warriors going around and turning this into well, a weapon right so what's interesting is yeah so this goes viral yeah, yeah. everybody's sharing it for the obvious reason that that's that's what the gospel, the yeah. gospel looks like that's yeah right yeah. that's what the gospel looks Amen. like look at jesus at work yeah right exactly yeah. and 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 it's powerful yeah i mean er, nobody can deny this what, what are you doing hugging the woman who murdered your brother yeah, yeah. How what can you do that? How can, how can you, you do, do that? that? How because can you, of Jesus. How can you say you love her? How can you say you wish her no evil? Because can, of Jesus. Because of Jesus. Yes. Because you've been forgiven much. Yes. You know you can forgive. Yes. And and then you have this on, on Twitter. Uh, one, one guy. Yes, he forgave her and hugged her because that's the kind of Christianity the black church and black Christians have always all cap practiced from forgiving their slave masters to a teenage racist who shot up their church. That doesn't nullify the pursuit of justice. And then if the only time you want to praise or affirm the black church is in moments when black Christians are forgiving those who have murdered their loved ones, your affirmations are profoundly disingenuous. Wow. What a way to poo-poo on the gospel. Yeah. That, that Kylie Huey a, person. <laughs> um, if You know what? One thing that's really shown me is that in all of this, this is brought out the fact that the gospel itself is scandalous if they're upset that this guy Mm. is going up to the person who killed his brother and forgiven him how much more they're offended how how much more though would they be upset if he said judge can i serve her sentence yeah Yeah. can i serve if if, if they are upset at him just forgiving her then they don't understand the gospel right yeah Mm -hmm. they don't understand what just happened and these are the kind of people who would say that gospel thing where, where, where yeah right that, that that actually works yeah 
I wonder what what this guy uh, would say about Jesus, a Jew being on the cross. And, and, and here's the I, again, we disagree with the sentencing. Yeah. I, I, sure, but to take this moment, oh, we, but we believe she's guilty. To be clear, we she, believe she's yeah, guilty. Yeah, she's guilty. Oh, trust me, yeah. homegirl guilty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, but nobody disputes that. We yeah. just spent the first half of the segment but, talking about how guilty yeah. she and was. And the very, very beginning of 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 the statement from from Brant um, Jean. Yeah, he actually says, "I'm not going to spend." any more time talking about how what you done uh, what you did was so evil yeah, or yep. bad we, i think you know that i think yep. we've already been over that yep. so he even himself notes it yeah. right right and then moves right in but yeah the, I, one of the things i, I want to take some things seriously from the other side that are saying listen just because you're forgiving someone doesn't mean that the justice doesn't need to be served i have a, fro- a problem thinking they even know what justice is first of all yeah, they, they yeah. don't even know what justice is. What do you mean, is. justice served? Yeah, justice yeah, served. Right, you don't know right. what they But also, what they're saying is that he's forgiving without the transaction of her asking for forgiveness. And because black people keep doing that to white folks, what it does is create a situation where the change that needs to happen so that black people right. aren't in a situation to keep getting shot and killed. It stops that transaction from happening because they allow easy forgiveness. Right. So the, in Washington Post, there's an op-ed that says black America should stop forgiving white racists. Quick absolution does not lead to justice. Yeah. So that's the argument. The argument is if you just forgive really quickly, then all you're doing is actually enabling yeah. the white supremacy systematic you don't racism. Get any change. It's just going to keep on happening. Yeah. And you're not going to actually going to yeah. get any justice. Is that in your Bible? Jesus was arguing that when yeah. he's, you know, well, rose, rose again. No, Lord, this is forgive too them. quick. They right. don't know what they yeah. do. <laughs> Yeah, Jesus but, on the cross. But, well, while you were still in your sins, Christ died for the ungodly. Yeah, yeah. Right. Uh, I'm trying to figure out what verse what that verse that's ignoramus in? is appealing to. Um, well, you, Jesus said, only forgive your brother six times, oh. I think. And then after that, you can stop. Because oh. then they might keep doing it. You know what? No, I, actually, it was 70 times yeah. seven. I think people like this are are the worst type. I, I get really upset at this. I'm trying not to be mean, but I get upset at this because these people... Are, don't just let him have it. Come on. <laughs> See, I'm, I'm, Come pulling, on. I'm pulling the Bailey right now, right? Do it. Come yeah. on. These are the people man, who... Man, man up. up. Yeah. Hashtag uh, man no, up. No, because I might end up saying words that need to be beeped is what I'm trying not to do, okay? <laughs> well, you can do that. <laughs> You're the producer. These are the the victim hustlers. These are the victim by yeah, proxy. That's right. He ain't <laughs> been right. hurt. His brother ain't been killed, but he gonna act like it. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. He, yeah he wants... He, he wants, wants the power. To, he wants to um, manage... He wants to uh, manipulate, use the victimhood That's right. yep. to to um, to force his version of justice, That's right. yeah. which will not be justice. And if it's true that Howard the Duck, what he said about the black people in the black church always being the ones to forgive, and then this other ignoramus is up here saying, uh, "It's what, what did he say exactly? It was stopping stop? It, it's it's not helping get it's justice. not helping get justice." Right. What they're doing actually is undermining the very thing that is victory for the black church. What's the way, that? The way what, that victory that? is won is through the gospel. Mm. Amen. The way yeah. the uh, the sin is conquered, the way that the fire is put right. out, right. the way that the uh, the 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 blood lust is sealed is in the blood of Jesus Christ. Right. Yeah. And when somebody says, yep. you know, you know what, the blood lust that should be there, I put it on Christ. Yep. And you know what you should do? You should put it on Christ. Right. right. And that's how the black church has always gotten victory. Right. Not from saying until you, we, we're not going to make a, well, a quid pro quo on, on salvation, right. on forgiveness, Ooh, on, uh-uh. a quid pro quo yeah. on just, are you serious? Well, yeah. Everybody wants to be the victim because Jesus is the only true victim. Everybody. So that's the thing. The, what, what Jesus did was he changed the world yeah. such that there actually is power in a victim. That's right. right. 
but turns out it has to be an innocent victim. Right. Only Jesus has that power. Right. And either you submit to him, surrender to him, uh-huh. and he is your Lord, and then you find that power and authority in him, yeah. Yeah. but which includes the fact that you're a sinner and you need forgiveness. Right. Yeah. Right. Or else you're trying to be your own Christ. Yeah. Right. That's which right. means you got to go out and invent a victimhood for yourself, which yeah. is the fa- it's the false gospel that, of victimhood. And that va- victimhood is filthy rags. Here well, on earth, absolutely filthy, filthy, rags. filthy rags. And what it does yeah. is it actually ramps up tensions. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't actually solve tensions. So if you really are a true victim here on earth, yes. it's a it's a faulty it's still a fault you're still in a faulty status you're still still in a sinful state your victimhood is still filthy rags e- and all this. even um, if you truly were a victim yeah. even if you truly you were still need against, jesus the, right that these people are were are doing far more damage to the black church yeah. than whatever they are cl- trying to claim right. that white Amen. whiteness does right. okay and, yeah, and, right. and, and right. here's the deal great. they've forgotten the face of their fathers because in the civil, they had no fathers well that's that yeah that's a whole nother we'll go, we'll go, yeah, That's another segment. <laughs> but the civil rights movement was just yesteryear. These people had the moral high ground and everybody saw it on display. Right. We're walking in peace. Yep. They shoot water at us. They sick dog on us. Yep. They beat us. They preach the gospel. They preach the gospel. Why don't you speak up and say something? Your silence is complicity. Right. They, they had the moral high ground and they still portrayed yep. the gospel in every way. That's, that's because, go ahead, finish your thought. And, these guys have forgotten that that's why we're where we're at now. Ooh. That's how you win. That's how we've been winning. Right. Yeah. And now critical race theory comes in and says, hey, that's not enough power. Yeah. You want to be, this is the same lie that's in the garden. Right. right. The same lie. Hey, you yeah. want to be like that? You need to spend some more time. You want more power? Working up that victim status. Yeah. So don't let it go too fast. Bite yeah. this fruit. Don't let it go too fast. Because Smoke it like one of David's porks. Nice and long. <laughs> Well, this is, I mean, this is that thing we brought up a long time ago. You questioned, uh, Sean Lucas about this yeah. on the show when we interviewed him, when yeah. he was talking about a story with Lig Duncan. And he said, right. you know, how long do we need to ask the forgiveness of our black brothers? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what did he say? Uh, he said, until they say that you're, you're forgiven. Until they say that's enough. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Until you've done yep. enough. And I was, I was, that was ridiculous. And, and, but that's the problem yeah. right there. That's not what Jesus says. What verse is it? Yeah. yeah. Now, here's the thing. Um, it is true. That the full transaction of forgiveness doesn't take place until the other person asks for forgiveness. Okay. But there's, but there's something important here. Sometimes people say they can ask for forgiveness, but they need to truly understand what they've done. But that's not what Jesus says. (laughs) I didn't truly understand. (laughs) Which one of you truly understood what you did to a holy God when you came to Christ? Amen. None of us did. We knew we were busted. Yeah. We knew we were wrong. We knew we needed forgiveness Broken. and cleansing. Yep. And so it's not understanding completely what you've done. It's merely the request, please forgive me. Please let it go for the sake of Christ. Now, until someone does that, it is true that you cannot complete the transaction of right. forgiveness. Right. But what do you do instead? What do you do while you're waiting for that? You make your heart ready. You, you get ready. Yeah. Right. You get it ready. You have the paperwork sitting there right by the by the table by the door. Yeah. And you're doing what the father in the parable does. You're looking down the road for them. With your arms open. Ready. So that when they come back, when they're coming to you for forgiveness, you've got it all ready to go. Yeah. It's like bread, it's like bread baking in your heart. And they see it from a distance. And they see it from the miles out. You see them coming. And you run to them to forgive because you had that, that forgiveness ready to go. A lot of, a lot of folks are saying, well, if we just forgive quickly, it doesn't allow us to really work through all the feelings and it leaves us in bitterness. Shut up. 
That's one response. <laughs> shut up. I ain't got no time for that. As Charlie Knox, I say, shut up. Shut up. Um, but the other thing is, is you got to also remember that forgiveness is not about our feelings. Yeah. That's right. It is not about our feelings. Forgiveness is a promise. Yeah. That's what it, it's a promise. Yeah. It's a promise. And it's a promise in the name of Jesus. It's yeah. because of the death of Jesus that I promise not to hold this against you. Amen. And, and when you, deal with sin that way when you deal with crime when you deal with the the harm that's done to you that way god is the one who sorts out the feelings yeah and sometimes it takes a long time and your feelings need to submit to jesus your feelings have to submit to jesus it's not about how you feel don't say well when i feel forgiving then i'll forgive no 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 no. you you forgive if if that's the way you're going to be you're you're making yourself the god of forgiveness yeah and now that the person who's guilty at this point becomes you that's right you yeah yeah (laughs) You it, change from victim to guilty. You, right? Exactly. That, that's, it, you don't it is a sin to be bitter. I've seen a post on Facebook and Twitter circulating where they have Brant's picture hugging the white lady. Yeah. And they're saying this is a slave master syndrome. Mm. And, Shut up. And man. I've read articles that have said he needed that in order to have closure. <laughs> um, and I've watched Christians dilute this situation in mm. order to say that we are living under trying to appease white people that the, the judge is trying to appease white folks um, yeah. and and everything has been lost from the not the secular world they can say what they're going to say the christians these are people who know but be- should know better if christians brent is a christian then he's saying i'm forgiven because my god has forgiven me of my sins that's and right. his requirement of right. me right. is to love you and to forgive you right that's that's right. what they're not saying right and 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 that is that what they're doing is poo-pooing on such a great opportunity right. Let me tell you something. This, if we have the problems that you say we have, we don't need less forgiveness. Right. We yeah, need right. more. That's right. That's right. And, we amen. need more. And, and yeah. forgiveness does not make light of the offenses. That's right. It does no. not make no. light of the pain and the hurt. You killed it, my brother. It no. makes it more real no, in some sense, it's, right? It's only possible yeah. because Jesus died. Yeah. yeah. Right? Uh, the perfect Lamb of God was beaten and mocked mm-hmm. and rejected, yeah. right? That, that's what it cost. Right. That's what it cost right. for our forgiveness. And that more than paid for yep. what's been done to us. Yeah. Right. And, and, and this is the, this is what victory looks like. Yeah. And, you know, this is how we win. This is yeah. how Christians yeah. win. And, and I think circling back around to something that uh, Pastor Tim said in second segment, this is where Christian authority, I, I, I wonder if Tim would agree with this. Tim, you can just shoot me a note, you know, send me a message if I get this right. But I'm just going to go and say, I believe that Tim's absolutely right. We've lost authority in the church, and this is why the church is so impotent. Right. But I believe at the center of it all, the thing that is so scandalous that our world hates is the authority of forgiveness. Yes. Yeah, it's this scandalous. Is, this yeah. is what Jesus said. Scandalous. He said, those yeah. things on earth that you release are released. Right. And the things which you retain are retained. Matthew right. 17. Right? And, yep. and this is the thing. Because of the death of Jesus, we can look at the broken, at the, the wicked and the evil and say, in Christ, there is forgiveness for you. Amen. I love you because I've been loved. I can love you like this. I can have compassion and mercy on you like this. And that is only that yeah. is what allow us to see clearly yeah. right. so that we can actually do justice, real justice, biblical justice in this broken, messed up world. Amen. I can keep talking about that. I know. We we, we should. There's a lot there. <laughs> oh, that's right. Ah. All right. Let's just stop. <laughs> if you're single, get married. If you're married, have kids. If you have kids, go baptize them. Until next week, love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Love your neighbor as yourself. Go fight. Laugh. 
and feast. Hey, and share that clip of Brant portraying the gospel of Jesus Christ strong. Yeah, that was beautiful. Let's be strong on that. This is Christ